welcome back to Vampire Weekday, the podcast where we analyze uh, every lyric um, and every not, uh, thing in between in ev- every Vampire Weekend song. Uh, once again, I'm jo- joined by my co-host, Kevin, uh, and we're excited to analyze today um, uh, California English, a very interesting song. What were your initial thoughts, Kevin? You know, um, obviously, you, you put in a Google search for California English, and the first Wikipedia article uh, um, goes in in length, in depth about um, the way that native Californians, or at least California Americans, speak the English language, which, of course, as we know, is is the topic of lot a lot of fun there you know people with california accents very exciting but then and then that's kind of what's getting out here um and we'll obviously get into that but my first thought nico and i kind of talked about this is when you hear this song especially like on the album i mean it's this is the fourth song on contra correct uh towards the beginning sure. right <laughs> I, but i think i i i, I forget how, how how this is listed but i feel like this this song follows a handful of heavy hitters on an album that is obviously quite good, but not Vampire Week. And it's not, it's not our favorite Vampire Weekend album. Mm-hmm. Um, so you take this song that's interesting and you hear it and you're like, what the hell is going on? But then getting into the lyrics, this is really, I, I've really kind of come around at least on what this song is attempting to say, whatever that may be. Yeah, so, so the track list and order for Contras, Horchata, White Sky, Holiday, and then California English. And then taxi cab run. Yeah, so, so that's tough. So it's kind Orchata of is a great song. There. Um, I think White Sky is a really underrated song. But mm-hmm. anyway, so yeah, it's it's kind of a weird spot to put this song. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's also interesting because there's California English Part Two, which hopefully we'll we'll analyze in another episode. Um, but that that song is much more beloved in the Vampire Weekend uh, fan community. Um, well, this song is usually uh, put near the lower tier, um, but it's just interesting that uh, there's the divisiveness, even though both both of those songs kind of have the same uh, goal. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've actually heard part two. Well, <laughs> it's I, I do like part two better, but um, I, some homework. Yeah, I, I I agree with you that. Uh, California English grew on me as uh, as I listened. Um, maybe maybe it's because I have a personal connection to the song now because I live in California now, but um, I don't think I've lived here long enough to fully relate to to every lyric. But maybe I was going to say because because gaggy gaggy with a spoon is very much like a '80s like Valley Girl like California trope. Um, mm. And I yeah. thought to start the song with that, I mean, immediately sets the tone. Because, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I listened to this song very few times before I began my research today, really. Mm-hmm. But, like, all I knew is that it starts with, as we're saying, would you ever gag with a spoon? Which is, I don't know, it's, it started to set, set the tone. Because, I mean, no matter where else the song is going to go from there, you started with something stupid and silly like that. Yeah. What, what do you think about um, the... Uh sped up like pace where uh it seems like all the youtube comments on the song are um what happens when you forget about the space uh space key on the keyboard 
<laughs> I, um, you know, it's funny. It's like you're listening to this and it's almost like you should feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but, and it, I didn't quite feel that way. And I'm, I'm curious what the, what the goal was, to be honest with you, because it's, it's this really rapid, rapid, funky thing. And like kind of the changes you get between the verses and the, the chorus. And then you get that bit of a change at the end. And the end I think is, is that might actually, it might be the only part of the song that legitimately means something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Again, it feels uncomfortable, and I'm curious what the band was thinking when they made the song like this. Yeah, it, it, I definitely think it um, it dives deep into Vampire Weekend's um, kind of uh, tradition of using a lot of like Afrobeats style uh, music. Okay. Um, in terms of like the rhythm like the fast-paced uh lots of like instruments going on there's not much like space to breathe within it um mm-hmm. so I, I i think it's interesting in that regard but i i whenever i listen to this i feel like i'm on edge the whole time mm-hmm. what did you so i know we, we kind of talked about this bit before the show but lyrically how does how has that changed your perception of this song it was so this song is a hundred percent a collage of like the the California um that Ezra has known has has uh grown to to know. because um, I think it's important for us before we dive deep into the song to bring up a few background info bits, uh such as the fact that Ezra grew up in uh New Jersey and but he lives in LA now and so he said um for this song um he said I quote there are a lot of subtle references to the ideas idea of myths versus reality to the idea of culture clashes more generally it's about my experience in California and the things that stick out about it in some ways it's almost like my love letter to California which goes against the prevailing cynical condescension that reigns in New York in regards to LA. So I definitely think there's a lot of contrasting elements with what we're, what, what people from the Northeast are used to. Um, I, 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 I completely, completely agree. I mean, you are, you are, you're going to be spending the next few years in California. I, I spent a summer in Los Angeles and it's, it's interesting because I, I, I actually did write this down. Um, and you say he wrote it as a love letter. I, at mm-hmm. times, it almost feels kind of standoffish in terms mm-hmm. of, like, he's, he doesn't feel like he's a part of whatever's happening. And I don't know, I don't want to say that it's being painted in a negative light, but it's kind of being painted in an inquisitive and not necessarily positive light, looking at yeah. how the culturally things are different and especially in LA, so many things are just fast and loud and so many things are happening and there's so many different things going on at once. And I think it's kind of reflected in the way the song is, is, is written, but also lyrically, just all these little collages. And that, to a point, is kind of what life in LA is like. There's so many little things going on. Everybody's doing their own thing. Um, it's fast and loud and kind of like the song, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a, a great point. Um... And I think even though it's filled of, 
filled with a bunch of different collages, uh, like you said. I feel like in a lot of instances, there's like two lines clumped together and then it moves on to the next collage. And then it's like two lines clumped together and then moves on to the next collage. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I do agree that it's like very, very, very fast paced, just moving from one concept to another. Um, the only point where I feel like it gets hung up on like one thing is the bridge. Um, which definitely feels like a breath of fresh air when you're listening to the song. Because um, it's this fast paced, like constantly go, 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 different thing, different thing. And then the bridge, it kind of slows down and a lot of the instrumentation kind of drops out. Um, mm -hmm. And then it focuses on this like one, one uh, stereotype of this California girl who, uh, who says sweet, Sweet carob rice cake. She don't care how the sweets take taste. Fake Philly cheesesteak, but she used real toothpaste. Because if that toms don't work, if it just makes you worse, would you lose all your faith in the good earth? And so uh, after looking into like each little phrase within that, um, I think it it's talking about the, um, the like stereotypical, uh, I guess in this case, California girl, who, who has this image uh, that she holds up where she's like very natural and caring of the earth. Um, she's eating fake Philly cheesesteak. She's eating vegan. Um, she, and then she's having these sweet carob rice cakes, which after looking into it, it's uh, carob is mostly used in these like two, uh, it's used traditionally in Middle East and dishes used during uh, Lent for Christians and the, the Jewish holiday to Bishvat. Um, and so mm -hmm. I think that might be a commentary on like the gentrification of food within California. Um, I mean, of course, interesting. Of course, the more famous, like, I don't know if gentrification is the right word, but the more famous uh, adopting of this like food and making it this like overly expensive and cultural elite uh item is avocado toast um what cali mm -hmm. girl does not eat avocado toast um but i i think that's just another example of something that's not traditionally um within american culture but kind of uh created into this elitist item item um but then moving on she's a it says fake philly cheesesteak hence she's a vegan but she used real toothpaste, um, indicating that she's only a vegan when convenient, because toothpaste has animal products within oh. it. Oh, and, and fake look, at, toothpaste. look at this deep analysis here, Nico. This is incredible. <laughs> and, and fake toothpaste, uh, it, it doesn't do the job, supposedly. So, um, and then finally, just to cement the point, uh, Tom's is this natural deodorant that apparently just That's makes right. it worse. Okay. Um, so, so it's talking about this fake Would you vegan girl for image. Would you lose all your faith in the good earth? It's 
Yeah, I mean, when you when you say it like that, it's like this is the one part of the song, and you, we, we kind of mentioned this earlier, this is the one part that I think really, really hits. And there's a lot of little things going on throughout. Um, you know, my first read of the song, you and I have talked outside the show about my personal love for Steely Dan. And reading through this song lyrically, and especially this last part, I almost kind of get that kind of vibe. It, it reads like a Steely Dan song. In a sense, the lyrics are very, like, there's there's wordplay. Mm-hmm. It, it comes across as being very ironic, very standoffish. Um, it also kind of, I mean, Elvis Costello did a similar thing with a lot of his music. And especially considering the subject is woman here, I think that holds especially true. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to bring up Steely Dan, but I, I, I and I, I, I don't, I don't mean that in a joking manner. I truly feel like there's something. It's, if it, it, it's ironic, and it's, mm-hmm. I brought it up previously about how it comes across being standoffish, and it's especially true here because it seems like this is being talked about in a in a somewhat disdainful manner. Yeah, I definitely agree. It it, it comes off as almost like mocking these people. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think um, holds a lot of weight when you look at the California English part two because it's a lot more friendly, the lyrics there, um, and sounds more like an actual love letter to California. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I, I definitely agree. This is more like a, you just moved here and you're just noticing all these weird trends and uh, kind of commenting on it. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. It has that weird uh, throwing uh, aesthetic words at you like Steely Dan or Elvis Costello, which I don't think is a stretch to consider because uh, I, I believe they've said that Elvis Costello is a huge influence on them, so. Yeah, makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a cool song. And I mean, you know, I'm not going to listen to this song every time and try and have the lyrics in front of me to try and like, like go out of my way to enjoy it. But like, if this happens to come up and shuffle, I might not automatically skip it next time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. It's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. What I see. That's interesting. You say that because even though this wasn't my favorite Vampire Weekend song, it was always something where if I was playing Contra straight through, it was a necessary component within Contra and like I would never skip. But like you said, if it came on shuffle, like I would pretty much always skip. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're, if you're going to listen to the album, you got you to take the whole thing and you got to take, if you're, if you're going to get Horchata and White Sky, you're going to have to get California English. Mm-hmm. And again, not to say it's a it's a bad song because I think I think reading into it, there's something to appreciate. And I feel like if if you if if you have an appreciation for what the band is trying to do elsewhere, you can take a deeper look at this song and at least get it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to bring up uh, verse one. Uh, when it okay. Says- Funny how that little college girl called language corrupt. Funny how the other private schools had no Hapa club. Uh, do you think that's uh, an evolution from the first album where it's this very collegiate uh, feel? Like on our last episode, how we talked about campus. Um, 
or do you think the kind of mocking of it is 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 present in both albums it's a it's a really good question um and i guess i didn't think about it like that funny how that little college girl called language corrupt funny how the other private schools had i'll be honest with you i don't know what to make of this and mm -hmm. you bring up a really good question and there definitely could be some sort of relation there um i just i truly do not know what to make of this because i i, that makes I for definitely bad radio, think almost certainly but, <laughs> but i was just saying i can't make for great radio but i have no clue what's going on here. i I, I, I don't really know exactly what to think of it either, but I, I do think it's important to consider when you look across their three albums or four albums, um, kind of their evolution from this like prep school band that uh, the, the joke's always been you would hear at like a frat house um, while um, they, they evolved throughout each album um, to kind of pull away from that image a little bit. Um, so I, I think this kind of points to that. Um, yeah, if you, I, I guess if you want to, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh no, I'm saying, like if you, if you want to look at this from for, as like a maturity thing, and you look at okay, if 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 point A is Vampire Weekend debut album, and point B is let's say Modern Vampires, which is very much a different vibe, you know. Um, yeah, I guess you like, you could take a look at this a growth thing, kind of a questioning of that collegiate feel. Because this album does not feel collegiate. No. It really, really does not. I mean, maybe Cousins. Other than that, it's just not there. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why it isn't. Because um, musically, there's there's some similarities, but it just doesn't feel the same way. And I, it, it could be stuff like this, how there's, how there's some either conscious or subconscious feeling of maturity. Yeah. And then I just wanted to point out the, the line, contra costa, contra mundum, contradict what I say. I, I just really like the wordplay with it, especially with the album. That is, that is fun. I like that. Because Contra, Contra Costa is a county in the Bay Area that uh, has these two really wealthy cities within it and then these two really lower income cities uh, within it as well. Um, and then Contra Mundum is Latin for against the world, um, which is this like romanticized phrase that I could 100% see the stereotypical California girl that uh, he's talking about saying, "Oh, I'm just against the world. I'm not like the other girls. I'm, I'm contra mundum. Contra mundum is my life motto." Sometimes you just look at this stuff and you're like, "Damn, these guys are good at what they're doing." Or <laughs> at the very least, like they thought about what they're doing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, there's man, that's cool. There's that's a so lot cool. of uh, interplay within the lyrics. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what you get when you have some. Some, some guys who went to an Ivy League school for literature and went on to make music. And then you had a couple of guys that went to a Catholic school in Indiana, majored <laughs> in STEM stuff, and decided to talk about those lyrics. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Um, Do you have anything, anything else, else on this? 
No. Okay. I um, I think that's good for me. Um, honestly, I'm, glad, I'm just glad we can talk about this. Yes, absolutely. There's a lot going on. Uh, it's it's a lot of even though there's there's a lot of depth within it. I do think on purpose there is mumbo jumbo within it. Um, mm. To kind of create that accelerated feel, um, chaotic feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I grew to appreciate the song as we uh, as I researched. So Kevin, your ranking. So we have done unbelievers campus California English. Correct. I am gonna. I think we're going to keep the same. I think we're just going to keep stacking them underneath. Unbelievers is <laughs> hard to top. We'll go campus, we'll go California English at number three. Yeah, I would, I would have to agree. I'm, I feel like one week I'm just going to come out and push campus above unbelievers. I feel like it grows. You're going to change? Time. Okay. Uh, I don't think I, it's this week. I, you, I think are we allowed to change still... relative positions of oh, songs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All we'll right. Change every... Fair. Uh, but I don't think I'm ready yet, but I think it's coming. Okay. It's only, it's, now that I'm mentally ready for that, I think we can <laughs> proceed. Okay, what hat are we using this week? So this week, we are using a Notre Dame bucket hat. I don't know why I'm showing it to the screen for a podcast, but we're using a Notre Dame bucket hat because they absolutely bludgeoned South Florida 52 to nothing. So to celebrate... We're using this hat. The the Amen. The song of the week. Hudson. Little short, sweet okay. song for um for uh modern vampires of the city. Okay. Not fun bad. fact. Fun fact, my dog's name is Hudson, so the song is that any any relation in there? Uh I have no idea. My dog <laughs> may be named after Hudson River. I don't know. Entirely possible. I mean, we adopted him when he was already named Hudson, so. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us on this week's episode. Uh, Hope to see you next week. Take it easy, folks.